Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane. Dumps it out the horse. Packs it for three! Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! Let me step back and kiss myself! Oh my gosh, it's over! Windy City Assassin does it again! All right, we've got another disheartening Bulls loss to talk about, and I'm very scared about their play-in chances. Didn't think I'd be talking about the chances of the play-in tournament, the fight for the play-in, but here we are, and I don't know if the Bulls are going to get there. So CJ's going to do what he does best and talk me off the ledge here. <laughs> on today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my aforementioned partner, former Bulls bench Bob member, and Tennessee Vol CJ Watson. CJ is not going great, man. They started out strong with the Pat Bev era and these last three games. I don't care if one was a win. It's not great. Yeah, it's not looking too good. They really got to turn the ship now. And if not, you know, just get ready for the draft. I mean, it's almost too late. And I mean, Vooch said as much in the athletic today. And I'll read that quote. There's a (laughs) lot of layers here. And there's Halliburton game winner, man. That just, he pulled up from, I'm looking, I'm apartment hunting. He pulled up from where I'm looking for an apartment in Rogers Park. Like, I mean, that. Out of nowhere from the logo, that's just the epitome of the season, in my opinion. Yeah. That pretty much sums it up. But there's yeah. a lot more than just big-time shots and big-time moments from the other team. That are the Bulls' problem. We're going to dive into it after I tell you about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You will always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline feature is the truly the fastest. I got tongue twisted there. BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. This is a great time for college basketball fans. It is conference tournament week. The tournament starts next week. If you're crazy like me and are going to be glued to the Big Ten tournament to see that chaos, all of that is over at BetOnline. I have no idea who's going to win. Northwestern's a number two seed for crying out loud. Didn't think that was going to happen. It's going to be chaos. Bet on all of it at Bet Online. What are you waiting for? Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B L E A V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Never thought I'd be talking about Northwestern as a number two seed in the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> Didn't think I'd see the day, but here we are. We also have an official shop of the network, official t shirt of the show. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, available exclusively at shop.believe.com. There's a lot of great stuff there, but the official T-shirt of our program, Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, shop.believe.com. The link is in my Twitter and Instagram bios. I finally figured out how to get that link tree into Instagram, getting tech savvy. Okay, Pacers game. Bulls lose to the Pacers at home. They are now, what are the, I don't even know what the record is. 29 and 36 is what the record is. 17 games left in the season. I'm going to say it. Bulls play in hopes are dead. Am I wrong? Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, I'm a type of person that, that uh, just tries to see the good in everything <laughs> and uh, just try to finish out the season the best way they can. But yeah, it's looking that way. It's looking pretty slim right now. I mean, if it wasn't 17 games left, if they were playing like this, I agree with Vooch 30 games ago, there is room. You got 17 right. games to go. You're on the outside looking in. You're the 12 seed now, and Indiana owns the tiebreaker. I. I there is still technically 
a path to the play-in tournament. There is a way they can make a run at this thing, get in the play-in, and it's a whole new season once you get there. Realistically, I don't see it happening. Yeah, me neither. I think uh, just like Booch said, uh, they're doing this 20 or 30 games ago. They have some some room to to get better until improve. But now we've been saying the same things the whole season. Consistency, you know, play harder, uh, not give up big leads, uh, just have more have more fight and more dog in them. And uh, like I said, this is a game whatever, and they haven't, haven't shown any signs of uh, improvement. So I think uh, it would be safe to say that it's damn near sure almost over <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's crazy to think about because again, there's still a whole month to go. Yeah. But yes, they lost to the Suns. I didn't think they were going to beat the Suns. I said as much last right. week. I'm like, I would be shocked. They had a lead on them, but they lost because the cream rises to the top. Yeah. And you lose to the Pacers like you did. You had to have that game if your hope is the playoffs, is the play-in. Yeah. 125, 122, the final score. Tyrese Halliburton pulled up from the logo, hit a three in the final seconds, and then the inbound play. Okay, I got thoughts on that inbound play. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you saw this. So Pat Bev inbounded, which was yeah. interesting. You had Levine, DeRozan, Kobe White, and Vooch for a play. You need a three. The play ended up going to Vooch because they defended Zach Levine really well. And Zach Levine had 41 points, by the way. Another really good performance from Zach. I got more on him in a little bit. Why is Vooch in that game over Patrick Williams? I don't understand. I mean, Vooch is a three-point shooter, but uh, like I said, I don't, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, I don't know how many threes Vooch hit that game, but definitely you want to put your best three-point shooters in. But maybe just to set screens or something like that, just to maybe free somebody up. And if he, a lot of attention goes to, uh, to Zach or Demar, then maybe he gets wide open for a three. Maybe. I'm gonna ask you something. I got some trivia. I'm putting you on the spot. Mm-hmm. You know who leads the Bulls in three-point percentage this year? Um, Kobe White. Nope. Vooch. Um, so. Nope. Well, I'm out of guesses. <laughs> Patrick Williams. Okay. Patrick Williams, 41.3% three-point shooter this year. Yep. He was on the bench for that play. Yep. I mean, I, I mean, Stacey King and Adam pointed it out on the broadcast right away. They're like, why is, why is Pat Will not in this game? Like, I get right. wanting to have Vooch in there. Yep. He's an all-star. You can set your screens. You got the big guy. But if you're Indiana, who's the last guy you want shooting that ball? I'm sorry, who's the guy you want shooting that ball if you're Indiana? It's Vooch because yeah. he's of all of those guys I mentioned, you had Levine out there. He's your three point shooter. Kobe White's lethal. Pat Bev was inbounding. So take Pat Bev out of there. You had DeRozan who's proven he could just hit a shot from anywhere in a big moment. Yeah. I did not understand that decision to put Vooch in there over Patrick Williams when you needed, you needed a three, you were down three, a alley-oop type inbound is not going to get you anything. So yeah, yeah. Billy Donovan's not without blame here for this Pacers game. No, no, I agree. Definitely. Uh, when you bring that stat up, you know, he definitely should have been on the court and definitely should have been uh, probably an option, if not probably one of the top options if, uh, to get a three and at least uh, get a shot at the rim. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't know Patrick Williams was the leading three points percentage until I looked at it. I knew he was shooting it well. And right. I thought he was like middle of the pack, 35, 36%. I've got ESPN open here and I've refreshed it a couple times. 41.3% three point right. shooter this year. He's proven he's a three and D guy. Like, so if he's your last option on that inbound play and Billy Donovan said, Zach was the first option. They doubled him up. You had to do something. So you had to get it to Vooch. I'd much rather have Patrick Williams as the final option than Vooch with the way Vooch is shooting. Cause Vooch this year from three is shooting at 34.7%, which isn't bad, especially for a big guy. But I mean, of all the guys out there, I wouldn't have put him in there with the way he's been shooting. And I don't even know how he was in the game. Like you said, but. 
Right. I wouldn't have put it, him in there. And especially the way that Patrick Williams has been playing. He's been playing pretty well to me, uh, getting better and showing improvement. Uh, like I think everyone wants to see as his development continues to grow and into that uh, three and D guy and a capable offensive guy. So he definitely, like, like I said, should have been in the game uh, being an option uh, for that last second shot. Booch had taken one three and missed it at that point. Patrick Williams was two for three off the bench. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I mean, I, I'm still, I am a Billy Donovan defender. I will be. I don't think that that's not going to change because of one play in a, a game that's going to wind up proving meaningless. Honestly, like that game in the big picture, once, once all said and done here, yes, they had their opportunity, but you can't be talking about missed opportunities this many games into the season. Like yeah. you're what, 54 games in, 53 games in. It's enough to, it, that game is not going to be the difference this year. So that game's going to prove meaningless. I'm not going to get too hung up on it, but right. I, that surprised me. And I mean, there was other stuff too. They got killed on offensive rebounds. Again, they shot 61% and lost the game. You, you can't keep blowing big leads. You can't yeah. keep getting beat on the offensive glass. I'm a broken record. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone's a broken record at this point. Uh, yeah. I think, uh, Especially at this point, they they have the team to be or to compete offensively. It's just the defensive end. What are they going to do defensively? Are they really going to hone in and play defense? Because, like I said, they can score with the best of them, but you got to play both sides of the wall to be a, a good team and even get to the playoffs. And I know their defense has been good lately. Since January 1, they've been one of the best in the league. Now, I knew they weren't going to beat Toronto. Toronto yeah. is – they're longer, they're more athletic. That game, I was going to be surprised, and I like that Billy made the adjustment to put, like – yeah, I guess, or no, that wasn't the lineup. He put the big lineup out there for the Suns game. But he's still, I would have liked to have seen that Toronto. Like, put yeah. Patrick Williams in the game instead of starting Caruso at the four. It's fine. Yeah. I like that lineup. I like that look. Caruso can play anywhere on the court. When you're going against five forwards and you're four guards and a big guy, yeah. I, I didn't understand that. And again, that one I didn't think they were going to win, even with Patrick Williams. They're still too little. Yeah, yeah. you got to switch up, especially with them. Uh being not too far out of the, the playing game, but still enough to maybe not make it. Uh, you definitely got to throw some lineups out there and see what, see what you're working with and uh, just trying to get ready for next year if your goal isn't to, to make the playing game. We talked about whether they made these must-win games after the Washington game because they started two straight wins out of the All-Star break. Everything was looking good. You know, Patrick Patrick Beverly was fitting in well. Yeah. Seemed like they were playing better defense. I mean, they held three straight games. They held their, or I'm sorry, two straight games. They held their opponent under 100 points and the Toronto scored 104, but the Pistons game, that one, you got lucky. Jaden Ivey did his best Chris Weber impression, called a timeout he didn't have. And that led to two free throws. That was the difference. Phoenix. I knew they weren't going to win Indiana. You got to win. So from the play in perspective, you had to beat Toronto, whether you were going to or not, you had to beat him. You didn't, you yep. barely beat Detroit. Who is it? That sorry. That's a bad team this year. They got a lot of injuries. They're really shorthanded. That's a bad team right now. And you had to beat Indiana, and you didn't. I know we're talking about don't tank. It seems like they're just losing. Like, this doesn't yeah. feel like tanking. They just feels like they're losing. Yeah, like I said before, I don't think they learned anything from this uh, the whole season. Uh, like I said, they haven't improved or gotten better at one statistical category, I feel like. <laughs> uh, and they just kept just, just riding the wave kind of and not really competing and getting better and better as teams uh, do along, along the year. You get better and better. This team has kind of – just sailed and been been steady the whole time. Maybe even gotten worse in some areas. I mean, I, I I could see that. I feel like they've gotten better defensively, but they just they let off the gas too much. Don't yeah. let off the gas. I don't care if you're up 35 points in the second quarter. Yeah. Do not let off the gas. And the stat that jumps out to me, I just want to get your thoughts on this too. They shot 61%. So they shot the ball well. 
and yeah. lost the game because Indiana took 20 more shots, grabbed 11 more offensive rebounds yeah. than the Bulls did. There is no excuse for that, right? Yeah. I mean, even yeah. if it's a small lineup, there's no excuse. Yeah, no excuse. That's just effort. Uh, that's just uh, effort, hard work. Uh, how bad do you want it? And the name of the game is, is getting more possessions. If you have more possessions, you have a better chance of winning. That's just any any stat statistician uh, will tell you that. <laughs> so uh, they definitely are are playing the stat game right now or the analytical analytical game. You know, I've got a defense question for you too because mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of and teams are getting teams are doing this. The Bulls are biting every time. Vooch is down low during the big guy. They set a screen. Vooch keeps switching. So yep. Vooch ends up outside on the three-point line. You've got four guards crashing the boards or, and trying to, and you got all the big guys. That's where these offensive rebounds are coming. Yep. How do you avoid that? How do you keep Vooch down low so he doesn't end up outside the three-point line getting ready to go back on transition while the other guys are crashing the offensive rebounds? Well, the uh, name of the game now in the modern NBA era is switching. I, I really, I'm not really for switching. I want to keep my big guys on my big guys and keep them uh, in a drop, drop position. So, I can keep Vooch uh, around the basket and to get more rebounds and not have him in rotations all the time because when he gets in rotations, that's when he's scrambling and big guys can are always uh, separate for a pump fake or just a, a quick line drive. So you want to keep him uh, in drop 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 coverage and uh, hope and stay uh, near the basket. Because I've lost track of how many times Vooch ends up. I mean, beyond the free beyond the free throw line, beyond the right. elbow, as those other teams are like, hey, let's throw a big guy down there, get him switching. And yeah. you get their best, they're basically their only rebounder. Like I know Pat Bev's putting up big rebounding numbers, but the biggest guy on the court is outside. And you've got four guys that are like, what, six, five and shorter, I think, right. crashing the boards. Maybe Patrick Williams, if he's on the court, depending on what the rotations is with with the bench unit, whatever. But with the starters, that's a small unit and teams are, they've adjusted very well to that. Yeah, they're going to pound the grass every time, just when you have a, your big guy outside the paint and it's definitely easier uh, for them to, to get a rebound than you to get back in transition. So it's definitely, you know, a recipe for disaster. And uh, that's one way they can defend their uh, defense. And this isn't the only area, by the way, that the Bulls are struggling in rebounding. Right. The Suns made 23s in the game the other day. They made 20. The Bulls shot 23 threes. It is 2023. How are you not shooting that many threes? Yeah, it's not even about shooting. You got to make them also. Uh, the modern NBA now is to, to shoot threes, to make threes, and and get layups and dunks. And uh, that's what the Bulls are doing. They're still uh, in the mid range area, which which is fine. But uh, I would like to see more threes and more uh, shot makers uh, from the three point line. See, this this is where my attitude is, and I, I mean, I had had this in college. I've heard college coaches say this. I don't care if they shoot twenty percent from three. If you can keep up with the other, if you're shooting threes, if they can shoot, because the Suns, what, how many, I'm, let's see how many threes the Suns shot in that game. That was really fun to say just now. Uh, they took 47. Yeah. Okay. The Bulls took 23. Even if it's 35 threes you're taking, if you still just made seven of those, if they went seven for 35, you know what? Shooters shoot. Like they're going to fall. That's yeah. the way I look at it. And it's definitely, it's an oversimplification. It absolutely is. But at least, and I tweeted this too, at least make an attempt to keep up with the modern NBA and shoot some threes. I love the mid range. Don't get me wrong. I know that I know people say, Oh, the mid range is dead. Like it's all three point shooting. I don't think so. I think that's why DeMar DeRozan is such a good player from mid range. I mean, Kevin Durant's that way too. Devin Booker. Hey, those are two guys on the Suns, by the way, Chris mm-hmm. Paul is on that list too. Three Suns, really good mid range shooters. They still took 47 threes. You've yeah. got to shoot them. 
Yeah, you got to shoot him. I'm, I'm big on just playing to your strengths, but also I'm just not trying to shoot him just to shoot him. I want to take good threes, uh, and I also want to take shots that are makeable. Uh, so I'm not just for just shooting any type of threes. I want my players to be able to shoot and, and be able to make them and uh, be shot makers instead of shot takers. Oh, don't get me wrong. I don't want everybody being like Tyrese Halliburton and pulling up from the logo just for fun. I don't <laughs> right, want that. Right. I want smart threes, and I don't want right. – I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. The good thing about bringing Patrick Beverly in is Zach doesn't seem to be forcing shots as much. He seems to be creating his own shots, and that's why yeah. he's been playing so well. But the other guys, I'm looking at the box score now. Zach took seven threes, so that's a little less than a third of their threes came from Zach alone. The other four starters, Beverly, Vucevic, DeRozan, and Williams – combined to shoot seven yeah. and Kobe white shot two. Alex Caruso shot four. I would assume shot three. That's it. And I know the, it's roster makeup is what it is. He, yeah. the three point guys. Yes. Patrick Williams leads in three point percentage. He went over two. You're not going to go hundred percent. You're not going to make a three every game. If you're a power forward with the way this offense is. Damar made one. He's a mid range guy. Vooch's three point shot this year. It started out strong. Seems to be going away. Pat Bev's a good three-point shooter. He's not going to be shooting threes all the time. That's not his yeah. game. Kobe White's your shooter. Again, he only shot two. Caruso's three-point percentage isn't what it was in L.A. Iota Sumu is still a young player, and I he's going to be hit or miss. So the biggest need, I'm talking about the offseason on March 6th. Go get some shooting, please. Yeah, yeah for sure. You gotta, yeah, that has to be uh, on your main uh, agenda is to definitely get some uh, three-point shooting in there and guys who can play defense, but yeah, they gotta they gotta clear that the roster to where they can get guys who can make threes and uh, take threes, but also guys who can create their own shot. And um, just being able to give those guys, the big guys, Demar, Zach, and Booch, uh, a release when they get double teamed. And I would like to point out too, if anyone's curious about me saying this, go back a year ago, go through the podcast feed, listen to as many episodes as you want, by the way. But go back a year ago, you hear me say during this off season, this past off season, go get some shooting. Instead, they got Goran Dragic, who they cut. He's going to Milwaukee because he got hurt so much. And Andre Drummond, who's good from the size perspective. I think Drummond's still a key player on this team. Those are the only two additions they made. And Dalen Terry, they drafted as a project. Right. Like, I mean, go do something substantive. I'm tired of the projects in the draft. I'm tired of go get some veterans and see if you can fill in the holes. Go get some shooting. And I haven't looked at this free agent class yet. It's March. You don't know what's going to be around in the free agent class but please just go get some shooting. So Zach Levine is not the only guy shooting the ball. Yeah, yeah for sure. You got to go get some, uh, some shooting, some shot makers some defensive guys. And like you say, just make up the roster to this modern day NBA roster where you can have a rebound you have defense, you have shooting and you have a better chance, you know, to, to get to the playoffs, which is hopefully the goal and the goal is to win a championship. I'm sure. Now I'm being really down on this team. It's cause I am like, I mean, I feel like that's just bulls Twitter too. If you, if you look at bulls Twitter, I'm a rank amateur right now <laughs> compared to how Bulls Twitter's react. I mean, it is just angry and I mean, apathetic and ignorant. Like, I don't know when I don't care. Like, I mean, that's, I'm kind of getting to that point, but I, I keep it like Zach Levine right now. I'll talk about something good. Two 40 point games in three games like that. This is max Zach Levine. He's back to his old self. It looks like, and that's where I do think the Pat Bev signing is helping too. Cause he said, Zach's job is just to shoot. Well, he's shooting. He's doing the catch and shoot thing that we've been calling for all year. Yeah, it's working. He just doesn't have anyone help around him right now. Yeah, I think so. I think this is exactly what we all wanted to see. Uh, I would like to see more for him on the defensive end, uh, yeah. so he can be Same. more of a leader because uh, he is the max guy. He's a he's a you know franchise guy. So 
you want your franchise guy to be uh, a leader also on both ends of the court and not just on one end. Well, I'll be, I'll be straight up and down with you. I did, even when they gave him the max contract, I didn't expect much defense. Right, yeah, yeah. For sure, and again, yeah. <laughs> he makes up for if, – if he can drop 35 a game, it does, defense, fine. You put him on the guy – if you, you got five guys out there, put him on the fifth guy. Like, I yeah. mean, or at least the guard that doesn't shoot the best. Like, there's ways to accommodate that. If he's pouring in 30, 35 a game, I can live with that. It's when he's doing these 15, 20-point games, he's not playing defense. That's where you lose me. But if he can keep shooting like this – I feel like if you can get enough defensive effort from the other four guys, you can kind of offset that a bit. And obviously you played for Tibbs where you don't take defense off at all, but that's just kind of, that's how I kind of approach it from the outside perspective. No, I agree also, but uh, I feel like as a competitor, I'm sure he's a competitor. He wants to be on the main guy. He doesn't want to just be thrown out there and put me on the the weakest guy. So, uh, and that, that means, you know, uh, a lot of respect for, for other players who see him as just a shooter. And a score, so they want to they want to see a guy who can play both ends of the court. Uh, like I said, be a leader and and take some uh, responsibility. Cause that's what his teammates want. Also, that just means uh, more for you as a, as a franchise player. Yeah, and this off season is going to be interesting. I'm just I told you before we started recording, I'm ready for the off season. I was before the All Star break, and then I wasn't because Pat Bev had me excited. And then mm-hmm. you know they came back down to earth, and now I'm ready for the off season again. Like right. I'm I'm ready to see. Okay. Are they going to move on from DeMar? I I thought for sure, if you asked me a week ago, could have seen a world where Zach Levine gets traded in the offseason. I don't see that now with the way yeah. he's playing. Yeah. So if you build around Zach, trade DeMar, get yourself a first-round pick because right now in the lottery odds, because we got to talk about the lottery odds. I never thought I'd be talking about the damn lottery odds this year with this team, but here we are. Sixth best to be the number one pick, 34.8% for the top four. They are currently two games, I guess, ahead of Orlando. Orlando has a 42.1% chance of the top four, by the way. Just a reminder, if the Bulls are in the top four, they keep the pick. If they're outside the top four, Orlando gets the pick. So Orlando looking at a strong chance of two first-round picks in the top 14. I mean, I know we don't want to tank. I don't want them to tank. But a couple losses here and there might not hurt from a lottery standpoint. Yeah, I think uh, the way the season's going, we don't have to worry about them tanking. They're going to do it themselves. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh, so. fine. As long as it's not a right. tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but they, yeah, they have been winning a lot. So, like I said, uh, I don't know about you know really just sitting in there and just tanking, but uh, the way the season's going, like I said, uh, they're just losing at a rapid pace and just going, it's getting worse and worse. And I'm sure they're ready for the season to get over too, which is probably not a good thing. <laughs> Look, if we're sitting here saying don't tank and they just lose – if you want to call it a tank, call it whatever you want. Like, right. I mean, I, I'm going to come out here and say, you're not tanking. I think that's, I think this just isn't working. Like there's a difference right. between tanking and not working, but if yeah. people want to call it a tank. Fine. I'm not gonna, but you do, you do what you got to do. I get the whole, well, they, they keep losing. They keep blowing these big leads, which is going to lead people to think that they're tanking and yeah. a rose is a rose. If I know other name, I know, I know how that goes. I watched the bears this year. Trust me. Right. I know what, I know what tanking looks like. And they did a damn good job of it, too. I can't wait to see what they get the number one pick. But this doesn't feel like a tank. This just feels like a team that, for some reason, 54 games in, doesn't have an identity. Yeah, yeah. they they definitely don't have an identity. Not yet. They don't have a leader, I don't feel like. Uh, I think that's another one of the main things. Uh, Not having a leader, not having someone to hold everyone accountable. Uh, So I think that's kind of the main uh, issues for for the way the season's going so far. Makes you wonder what would have happened if Pat Bev came in two months earlier. Uh, a little bit of uh, a different different team, but uh, I think the same team. I feel you like. think? 
I know on the court, like the fit, we've talked about that over and over. He's not your Lonzo. He's not going to be your facilitator. He's the dog mentality, the defense. It's just one of those. And we'll never, it, you, you weren't going to find out why, because he was too expensive in the free agent market, yeah. but it's just interesting to think, okay, would he have helped their defense and their mentality had he come in even earlier? But I mean, it's going to be water under the bridge because this team doesn't, I don't think they're going to make the play in this. There's going to be a lot of tough questions this yeah. off season. And, don't forget Kobe White's contract is up. You've got to make a decision on Iota Sumu with his contract being up. Don't know if they're going to, are they going to trade DeMar? Don't forget Booch's contract is up too. Yeah. This is going to be a very interesting off season. Once we finally get there, 17 more games, people 17 more games. Nope. I, I definitely agree. And I think it's going to be interesting just to see the last 17 games. See how hard they fight. If they just throw in the towel and give up or they do, they keep fighting, push to try to get that playing spot and try to compete into playoffs. And I would like to point out here, as I look at like the teams that are in the lottery, they're not going to be in the top four odds because they're currently, what a quick math, nine and a half games better than Charlotte. Charlotte's number four. You're looking at your, if your goal is to have the fifth best odds in the lottery, that is attainable because you're two games back of that, but you're also two games back of the play-in. So you're, whatever route you want to go, I don't care. All right, let's do this. Sim lottery, tankathon, what do we got? (laughs) All hope is lost. Bulls get the number nine pick in my simulation. And Orlando has the eight pick. Top four picks are huh, Portland, San Antonio, Indiana, and Oklahoma City in my simulation here. Which that Portland pick, don't forget, if Portland can finally string together some wins, I'll feel a lot better about the draft. Because, I mean, Portland right now, they're two games back of out of, of the top 15. So if they can get out of that, if they can be 15 or lower, the Bulls yeah. have a first-round pick no matter what, and I'll feel a lot more relaxed about this. But right now, I'm nervous about this offseason. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be nervous, and it's going to be interesting to see exactly what happens, what kind of moves the front office makes, and which direction they side the which direction they decide to go in. It's going to give us a lot of fodder for the next month. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, one <laughs> month, one month left in the season. We've got a lot we can talk about with this. Right. A lot of what, <laughs> a lot of what ifs, a lot of hypotheticals, and the Bulls' next game in this nice schedule is they've got Denver. Yeah. That I already chalking that up to a loss too. So it's going to be three straight losses. I will happily be wrong that if, when I'm talking about a team, my team losing and they win, I'm fine being wrong. But then you got Houston, Sacramento, Minnesota, Miami, Philadelphia twice. Ouch. Like, man, I don't even care about how strong the schedule is. Like I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over this year. Just get to the off season. We didn't even talk about Javante green having, it sounds like similar knee problems to Lonzo. Right. There's, we'll get to that on Thursday. Like you're ready, just, you're, you're ready to just chalk it up to you. <laughs> I am. I'm ready to just. I mean, I'm not out on the court. I'm not gonna. I mean, I right. don't tank. Don't ter- right. don't. But if you if you play with a little less effort, I'm not gonna be mad about it because you're already losing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just where I'm at with it. Like yeah, I did. Don't say don't say you're tanking but tank. <laughs> exactly. Don't say it like that. if you blow the big leads, you blow the big leads because you don't. You still don't have a true point guard. Lonzo right. was the thing. He was the reason. He was. He drove the train. Whatever. Any analogy you want to use, just use it. I, I don't care right. at this point. Yeah. Like you, the straw that stirs the drink. All that. This roster makeup sucks. Right. Can't shoot the three. You can't rebound offensively. You know what? If you're just bad at that, that's not a tank. That's just teams are exploiting your flaws. Right. Yeah. You're just bad. <laughs> it's just your, it's just a bad team, and that's okay. Right. It's okay to yeah. just be bad. Just don't tank. But if you're bad, you're just bad. Yeah. That's just the reality of the situation. Yeah. I agree. Oh, one more month. One more <laughs> month. We're get we'll get there. We'll get through it. We'll be here. We got we got your therapy sessions. 
Yeah, we, we got your therapy sessions right here. Believe in Bulls every week, twice a week, because we're, we're going to be back to twice a week now, back on a regular schedule, and we're going to have, oh, there's so much we can talk about, so much complaining, so much whining from me. <laughs> you're, you got your work cut out for you, by the way, putting up with me the I'm, last I'm, 17 I'm games. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were working with kids last week. You're going to hear me whining and complaining now for the next oh, month. Yeah. Just wrap in. <laughs> this, <is> gonna, <laughs> this is going to be really interesting. Well, that was a wrap on some kind of episode of Believe in Bulls around the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code PLEAV. March Madness is coming up. We will have our preview show coming up next week. Tell you what prospects to watch. If the Bulls can find their way in the top four, I'm not betting on that. Sorry, that's one bet I won't make is the Bulls be in the top four because I don't trust the lottery odds. But then again, they had bad lottery odds the one year they drafted some guy named Derek. So just throwing that out there. And don't forget to buy our shirt as well. Jordan Pippen, 98, The Last Dance. CJ, as I keep saying, you got 30 more days-ish of this. We're going to recap the Nuggets game. We're going to complain. We're going to get through it. We're going to talk each other through this. You're going to talk me through it, actually. That's how it's going to work. I'm not talking you through anything. You're helping me. (laughs) It's going to get better, man. They're going to win that Nuggets game. I feel like I got a good feeling. You know, part of me hopes you're right, but part of me doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Just at that point, I I don't care. Oh, boy. We'll have more not caring from me later in the week. Enjoy the week and try to enjoy the games. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.